What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com, back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map. Today, we're joined by special guests out of the Nevada market, but they got a product servicing 48 of the 50 states as well. I got Kenny Cuchell and I got Chris Rasta Johnson joining us from Canaline. How are you guys doing today? Oh, blessed, man. Blessed. Blessed and highly favored, bro. Hey, now. I dig it, man. Well, we're, we're, we're all going to be hanging out in Las Vegas here in a couple weeks at, at, at the Hush House uh, Vegas party. We'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit, along with, you know, some of the this unique product you guys got cooking. Um, but first, I kick off every episode with just an introduction to our guest origin story with cannabis. So so Kenny, we'll start with you and then, then we'll then we'll pass the, the mic slash joint uh to rasta over there but i'm just curious when you and cannabis started your relationship whether that's personal professional or a little bit of both. Uh, first time smoking was actually after my father's funeral uh my dad died when i was 12 and my cousin i have a cousin he lives down in vegas too he's five years older than me he's like well i gotta smoke because your dad just died so you gotta smoke this joint <laughs> and it worked since then i've been smoking ever since uh can't say anything bad about it uh really got into cannabis when i was after college i was uh, running my own real estate company and my business partner was like dude you're too on edge you need to like chill out so he just start buying weed and i started smoking i became way nicer person stop yelling at people stop screaming and i'm just a nice happy guy i can care less we get long as we get the long as we move in the right direction i'm pretty happy but before i was like me yelling like a tyrant it called you down, Chris. What, what what about you, man? When did you and cannabis start your journey? Oh man, I think I smoked one of my pops' roaches when I was like eleven. Honestly, uh, just you know, I'm the youngest in my family, so seeing everybody's growing, I don't know. I don't do what they were doing, but uh, uh, I really got into it. Like uh, I'd say when I got out of high school, when I got into college and kind of like got on my own, and I was doing my own shit and was able to like you know go to school, go to work, and then really appreciate a joint when I got off of work in school. Like, it was different than just being stoner in high school. You know, it's uh, the first time I got to appreciate it as a professional, and it was nice. I can dig that, man. I can dig I'm I'm very much, whether it's cannabis or anything, I feel like I, I, I can't quite relax until, like, work is done or I do work, you know? Like, even on, like, a Saturday, I can't just sitting down and relax, and it doesn't fulfill me. I feel like I got to accomplish something, and then, like, I earned it or whatever. So I feel it you makes the smoke better. I don't know why, man, but it just does. It totally does. <laughs> I mean, it's good for me to go calm down. I need to like just relax. You got I'm still at work going hundred miles an hour, but just just to be able to relax and not think about work for a second. That's why I really appreciate marijuana the best. And for sleep. Definitely sleep. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely Absolutely. for sleep. Yeah. And while and, and Kenny, while you were working in real estate, obviously, like you said, your your you know some of your your colleagues were aware of it. But do you feel like you still had to you know kind of hide hide the cannabis due to the stigma, pretty much like from people you work with and, and clients uh, in that space? Or so I, I basically started my own company like at like nineteen. So I really had my real first boss until like twenty eight when I went into ins- when I went into insurance and finance. And even them, I buy weed from them, so they didn't really care. Uh, I learned a long time ago in, in like in professional setting, majority of these guys are degenerates. They all want to smoke weed, do other recreational drugs. Uh, long as you show up on time, and the uh, first thing I remember like, when I worked on my summer on Wall Street, I worked for Goldman Sachs for a summer. They said, know how to control your own drugs. And now that that's then that's that's how they said like you don't know how to control 
drug, don't don't. And I tell people that all the time. Like, I, you know, I'm notorious for giving people drugs at my own job. But if you don't show the work, I fire you the next day. So, <laughs> yeah, make make them money. Don't make problems, right? And then, then it'll all be cool. Uh, Ross, what what about you? Your professional background out outside of Canaline? I know you had told me what you were by trade before this. I already forgot uh, 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 that title. But, uh, break it down for me, man. Must have been smelling that new weed, man. That's that seven days a week. Yeah, exactly. man. Um, no, so um, I'm a certified organic chemist. So I got a degree in organic chemistry from Cal State Fullerton. Um, did internships at pharmaceutical companies and stuff, and that's where I kind of learned how to make Canaline. So it's a real pharmaceutical grade type syrup that's just instead of, um, you know, cough suppressants and intoxicants, it's just cannabis. You know, just it's a sugar free, vegan, plant based, organic syrup that has no allergens. It uh, fits in every dietary restriction. It's keto friendly. There's it's just it's one of the healthiest products out there and it affects you in 10 minutes. You know, it's it's a uh, it was all about me. That's I literally took the information I got from college and internships and just found a way to turn into cannabis because I really love cannabis. You know, I could work in science, but to like own a company and work, I, it would have to be cannabis. I love this shit. And for why, 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 why go in the syrup route when you were thinking of a product to make, like, was, was there a couple iterations or things before that? Or was you? Did yeah. You so, so I know I always idea? got in trouble for smelling like weed. Like nobody cared that I was high. Like it wasn't that because I was always intelligent. I'm a straight A student. Like it was never a question of me being high, but they cared that I smelled like weed. It was weird as fuck. It was weird to me. So I was like, what if I can, my thought was like, if, if you had to smoke alcohol, you probably wouldn't consume it as much. If you had to like smell like alcohol and like smoke the whole process and do it and combust it and smoke, probably wouldn't be as accepted in many places. So I was like, what if we can drink cannabis the same way? And it was turned like a whole process of how can we just not be so make it more socially acceptable? You know, it's it's and then I went and fucked around and called it cannoline, thinking like, you know, sugar-free, vegan, plant-based, not realizing people would think of syrup called lean and think of it that direction. You know, my just so it just uh man, we went in circles with this shit, but it's a uh, we're here now. <laughs> I love that. So you weren't even thinking of playing off the word lean initially. Bro, I was thinking so like happened. lean, like lean cuisine. I was thinking like what's like the healthy version of cannabis? It's sugar-free, vegan, plant, and and no one even, <laughs> no one even heard it. It went right over people's head. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with it. You know, let's go with it. And when when was it when you started developing this product? Um, so I got the internship at the end of 2012 and then I had the product developed probably like uh, beginning of 2013 and then the first bottles I made and produced and sold with the end of 2013. Yeah, so that was early. So beverages weren't out like nobody know, like even knew what to do with it. Nobody even knew like people were just taking it by the tablespoon by itself. They didn't understand the process how to like make a beverage and consume a drink as a my product actually coats your throat on the way down. So it's, it's very pharmaceutical-like. So it's not going to digest in your stomach and take 45 minutes. It takes 10 minutes. So people can put this in a beverage and get high in 10 minutes and not have to do the whole waiting 45 hours. People didn't get it. It, it took a while to kick in in the process to uh, to really um, develop for people. You know, smoking something your whole life and then going to drinking it, it's a little awkward. I can't lie. You know, <laughs> it, it totally is. But, hey, luckily people caught on. It's uh, It's spreading really fast. Yeah. And that's and that's thanks in part to recreation, right? Because 2013 is still dealing with the medical markets. Obviously, at, at that point is when dabs really like concentrates really started to like 
build out at that time. You know, boom, I don't think boom I don't think at that time. Then, right? Like it was more shatter and wax and shit at that. Oh that yeah, period. yeah. So because I have a degree in organic chemistry, I was in a lot of extractions for people. That's where I got a lot of my material from. So because I had access to a laboratory that was allowing me to do extractions in there, like I, you know, I, I had a real butane extraction set up with a real lab equipment back then. You know, before they even existed, it's it uh it gave me a good start on on the whole industry side of it. To be honest. And uh, Kenny, when did you when did you get into the picture? When when did you guys meet? What when, when, what was your your first impression of? Uh, we, we met uh, almost a year ago. We met, almost a year ago in November. We met at the Chamber of Cannabis meeting. Uh, my background is accounting and uh, in business development. I worked uh, for two tech companies um, in the Atlanta Tech Village, where we got both with the market. Where one got exited at four million, another one got exited at twenty mil. And when I came, I moved to Vegas to go to grad school at UNLV and. I was working with another guy with like CBD product and I met Chris there, talked about it. And then me and the guy fell out. It's like, man, I said, Chris, I can really help you out. You'll probably know a lot about business development for my tech industry. And to me, Nevada doesn't have a good tech industry here, but they have a great cannabis industry and cannabis and tech are really the same thing we talk about from a business standpoint, it's about getting into new markets, uh, getting into uh, exp expanding, into exp getting into new markets and expanding the product. So I looked out and I, me and him got along great. So it was like, let's, let's work together. And from there, we went from about 10, 11 stores. Now we're about 37 stores here in Nevada. In not even a year. I'll be a year next week. And what, what was your first impression of the product, man? Obviously, as a, as a, as a longtime lover. Oh, cannabis. so to me, I, just, I took the product and it was just me taking the product. But it was my girlfriend. So my girlfriend, Mel's Chris, she's probably the biggest canning supporter. Uh, she she ended, up, uh, buy, ended up buying one. I said, oh. She bought she bought some from the dispensary and he said, Oh, are you gonna see Chris today? I think I was doing some some financial stuff for him. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh, pick up that case of candle. Said, a case? He's like, Yes, I bought a case of Chris. It gave me a great price. I was like, It's uh wow. and, and, and it was funny because cause she had been buying it for a while before I met him. So like the fact that it it crossed together was was pretty funny. Yeah. She, she, she buys a lot. So of you, she still buys you a lot. met you because uh, your girl is a as a customer. No, see, we, we met at a, we met at a chamber of cannabis I, meeting, but like the way it worked out, like I had known Lauren for a minute, this girl before then. But like the fact that we had just met, and I, I ran this company by myself for nine years, so like I didn't bring any like I know cannabis and chemistry, but I don't know business, and he knows a lot about business, and that's like it's just funny how it all worked out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I said, Lauren used to work with Curly, and she was like always finding the best of the best cannabis products. She's like, she's a weed connoisseur, and she said, "This is the best cannabis beverage" because she likes same things. She wants to go to soccer games to watch her uh, godson play soccer, or she wants to go to yoga, and she don't want to smell like weed. So she wrote, "Just take a bottle of cannabis." Now, literally, there's a bottle of cannabis everywhere we go. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it discreet. But I like, I, I, I can't go to sleep without it though. I, I cannot go to sleep without cannabis. Uh, especially right now, because I'm in grad school taking Adderall, it's the best way to come off my Adderall high. My, or, or my Adderall was working. And you, I, I'm used to just crashing. With taking Kennelly, it just puts me out where I'm sleeping. I wake up rested, mm -hmm. not like feel like I'm. So out. because we, I have a uh, variation. So I have like daytime ones with CBD, and I have nighttimes with CBN and Mercy. So I do combinations of both. I really like not just like uh, help you fall asleep, help you stay asleep. You know, because everybody can get high and fall asleep. A lot of people yeah. wake up three, four hours later. You know, I have products that have delayed reactions that it can help you stay asleep. And that's a, one of my most beneficial products we have out here. 
Yeah, get the blue bottle. You want to sleep? Get the blue bottle. Best thing <laughs> on the market. Night, night. And then, so is it? Is it? Are you using like RSO or is it nano emulsified or? or, or what's so I do, I do. I do not do nano emulsifications just because I believe it's a. Uh, I've had bad reactions from it. I've had hangovers off of nano emulsifications because the molecules are so small they get stuck in your system. When you fall asleep, you wake up, you'll be high all over again, and people don't want to wake up with a hangover. You know, that's not. It's kind of why you're smoking weed and not have the hangover. You know, it's kind of the difference. So it's um. Uh, I do distillate and I do live resin. We do rosin infusion that we're about to launch with different companies, um, collaborations, um, and every variation above it. So like CBG, we do CBD with CBG and CBN. So like every combination you can think of, I've tried to do in a, in a syrup form in different flavors, you know, so you can add it to everything from water to coffee to lemonade, smoothies. People make protein shakes with our unflavored one because it doesn't change the flavor of anything. You know, just uh, it's, it's, it's limitless. And you said because it's of some of those pharmaceutical tricks, right? Yes, now I'm, I'm degrading it, the, the terminology to the word tricks. No, no disrespect. <laughs> but some no, of the no. pharmaceutical that methods that, <laughs> that close your throat, is that why the, the onset is so, so short? Because it's entering the bloodstream through the throat then? Much much faster, yes. So most of the time okay. when, you're, uh, when you have to, your liver has to process, it actually turns THC into a different chemical. That's why you get so sleepy and so tired. So my products affect you more like you're smoking flour than you're eating an edible. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I had someone, someone come on here, a, a cannabis scientist, and that's where we were talking about the fundamental differences of, of getting high. Like, you know, as a longtime consumer, I get it, right? I get a different high because I different you know whether it's a bong a blunt right everything hits you a little bit different and they were telling me like yo you actually build different tolerance based on the medium and then they had told me that the consumption it's eating it it's not or yeah eating or drinking it right it's not that it's it it turns to a different molecule so it's just affecting you 100 percent different from how totally different totally different yeah, yeah, they they were they were breaking it. They were taking some tough some some stuff that was out there, but they at least they really smoked. So it was like okay, like much like yourself, right? Like obviously you're very well educated on this on subjects that I know nothing of, right? But because you <laughs> smoke and I smoke, we can at least have a okay. I can I can oh, pick up. Yeah, you can speak some high level stuff, and I'll pick up how it relates <laughs> to getting high, right? I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love um, it. So you guys are for sale in the Nevada market and then selling CBD, you know, as we mentioned earlier, 48 states. What when you first when you first entered the market, did you see more uh and this might be a question for both of you guys, you see more, you know, business upside with the CBD and going the nationwide scale or more of that kind of focused nuance, kind of state by state with the THC products? Um the CBD, the CBD took a minute. Oh. So because it was new to everybody, especially being new as a beverage syrup at CBD, like it, it, it was kind of offsetting to people. Um, just they didn't, they didn't know how to use it. You know, even though we could explain it with the product, the directions around the bottle still was just confusing for them to use. So the THC was always consistent. It gets people high. That's what they're looking for. People want to get high. CBD is more medicine. You know, it's, and it's not an immediate medicine. It takes time, but it really does work. So it, its audience is going to take a minute to actually build up and grow. So the THC, of course, it's going to be great state to stay. People are going to love getting high. It's going to be a great. The CBD, I, I believe CBD should be a vitamin. Um, the, if you look on the breakdown on it, what it actually does and how it actually activates, it's very close to a vitamin. So it's, it's I, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, I believe CBD would actually be a vitamin. It will be selling vitamin beverages and vitamin stuff like that. It's totally different. 
but um, it's finally taken off. People are finally getting on the CBD now. And like we went from, you know, selling it in three states to it was like 15. I was like, oh, shit, we're in 15 states. Then it hit 48. I was like, wait, wait, we're, we've only missed two states. Alaska and I think uh, uh, Vermont. Idaho. No, Idaho. no. No, no we got Idaho. We got, we got, we got one yeah, in Boise. Idaho. I know we did. I sent it out myself. <laughs> it's, uh, but, but we're, um, yeah, the, the THC is always going to be very consistent because people want to get high with the CBD. It's going to be the future, especially with the other cannabinoids like CBG, CBN, and knowing how to medicinally change the effects and like actually make you feel a specific way, you know, THC, it's going to get you high with CBD, CBG, CBN. I can make you feel 40 different ways and cure a list of things that's longer than me than I can pronounce. So, um, CBD is picking up, but THC, I think, believe is always going to be the consistent money maker if you're looking at that side of it. Yeah, I think once the CBD, we actually start really marketing the CBD in all the states that can get on with big retailers. It has it's amazing. The, amazing. The, the effects and studies are amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, we've we got a lot of focus right on the THC and rolling out to these next couple of states. But the CBD, well, as we as we got everything going, it's definitely going to be a good money maker. I like I like the way it probably like everyone likes it. It's a good, everybody tells me they like it for after hangover. They go out partying. They, they call me the next day and say, Kenny, I took at us the the candling light, as they like to call it, the candling light. And I took I, I took it, I feel great in the morning. They're like, they go to yoga, put in their put in their, their smoothie, and they're coming back feeling great, like nothing happened. Yeah, that's that that's that crucial. If you can consume cannabis and then not interact with, with your you know, with your daily life, and that's a big issue of smoking weed, even as a longtime weed smoker. I you know, I smoke every day. I smoke before I go to bed for sure, pretty much every day, but I also have on my work days or, or the school days for little man, you know, I kind of have my cutoff, right? Where I'm not trying to smoke too much at a certain point. Cause I know like, I'm gonna wake up a little groggy or have a hard time getting out of bed, man. Yep. Shit. I couldn't do a 30 minute interview well, that, without smoking. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah. What, do you, what, what do you feel like are our most consumers? So we were talking about it beforehand, like in Nevada, you said there's a hundred milligram limit per, per, uh, per package on the recreational market. Do you feel like most consumers, obviously you don't have access to all this data, right? Like once consumers do with it, what everyone does with it past retail, I'm sure you get some of that feedback. Are a lot of people kind of spacing this out and dosing it, taking smaller doses, or you think a lot of people are, are using it kind no, of in a more no, they're, they're they're knocking the whole hundred thing back. They're literally people are grabbing three at a time. We do deals, you know, like three for twenty or something like that. Don't grab all three and knock them back. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, this is yeah, this they, is they go to sleep. because the people who make regulations aren't understanding the customers. You know, these longtime customers, hundred milligrams isn't shit to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. You know, in a lot of recreational markets where 100 milligram products are new, they're $22 for a 100 milligram product. That's not going to do shit for me. So I'm paying 44 bucks to even get a little buzz off an edible. Like, I'd rather get an eighth and roll the whole thing. Like, fuck, come on, man. Like, that's not, you know, they're not understanding the actual consumer. And I think that's the problem because we have this separation of like church and state, if you want to say it like that. But it's, it's, it's people not understanding what we actually consume making limits. Like, you can only cons- purchase three and a half grams of concentrates out here at a time. That's the max. That's the max. That's I'm not to sound like that, but that's a session for me and my buddies. You know what I'm saying? That's a fucking, you know, let me get three and a half grams of rosin. We'll knock that back in a sitting fucking four puff codes out and knock it back. But that's that's my limit for the day. You know, and it's like, come on now, yeah. for real smokers, that's that's not. Uh. Yeah, re- re- I mean, real consumers or patients, right? Because that's the other part. Like a lot of people that are going to take like a, a beverage, right? Whether it's cannoline or something else. 
are potentially not trying to smoke, right? And but they they need slash want or slash need that THC, right, to deal with their ailments as a, a medical consumer, right? It's a very popular mm-hmm. product type for that. And like you're saying, like it, it, terminal ill cancer patient that's going through some severe chemo and pains, right? Like they might they might need 500 to a thousand milligrams a, a day. You know, yeah, we, and we max out at 3,500 milligrams. You telling me like if she has to do cancer patients to do a thousand milligrams at a time and they're doing two three doses a day they have to come back every day to get their medicine come on now they can't get a monthly work like it's it's a if any other industry ever did this they would lose their shit you know if you ever regulated anybody else like this and taxed them the way you do us like they would lose their shit but because we're still federally illegal they have this power over us we can't even fucking <sighs> i mean think, yeah. think of that liquor restrictions man you can only buy a pint a day man damn we'd have a lot more people alive bro if it was like it's- that but uh you know I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it for us, do it for everybody else. I'd be cool, but don't have us being the only ones that have to do this, and we're the safest one out of everybody. Definitely. Yeah. Crime rate went down. It's, really everywhere they do it, it <laughs> goes down. It's, it's fucking crazy. Except for LA. Right. Except for LA, but yeah, we're not driving LA. We ain't gonna worry about that. There's some person. Like There's some it. other variables there that the cannabis can't quite, you know, calm people down. We right? can't fix you know that. I mean? We can't fix all those, yeah. man. Yeah. We try, but right. we can't do all of them, man. But see, that that's unique, that conversation, right? Because like, I, so I was telling you guys beforehand, like, I live in Washington. We have the 100 milligram cap here for edibles or for beverages. And that's the most popular beverage sold in Washington is a little, like, 1.5 ounce shot size of 100 milligrams, right? It's the cheapest way to get 100 milligrams because people are drinking one to three of those and those consumers have been doing it for probably 10 fucking years you don't hear any crazy i've never seen a news story of someone being too high that some shit happened because they drank 100 100 milligrams right like i definitely get it to your consumer that doesn't do cannabis 100 milligrams is definitely gonna fuck them up and put them to totally understand hours but you're likely not going to I've never tried edibles before. 100 milligrams, you know. I, I'd hope no bun tenders like, yeah, that's what you should take, and they knock <laughs> it out. I, I don't, I don't really foresee that happening. Um, but it's crazy going not. to state. Like I was in Massachusetts, they have a five milligram limit per be- per beverage per anything, and so, and that's where I was like talking about like I don't really drink soda. I don't really drink, you know. I so, but I like cannabis beverages, and I you I prefer. I, I've always said I like syrup forms of cannabis beverages because I can, whether I want 100 milligrams or I just want 40, I can do it in the smallest dose, right? I don't have to have a big 12 ounce fucking soda, right? I can just mix it real light, almost kick it back in a shot with something. But it's like we go out to Massachusetts, I had to drink 20 fucking cans of some CBD seltzer to get to 100 milligrams, man. Like, uh, that's a lot of liquid. That's. <sighs> that's that, yeah, that's, that's just a lot of liquid. Fuck. And it's great. I mean, and it's great. Like, okay, if we're going to do a barbecue and I'm going to sit here and drink them just like everyone else is drinking beer or something, I get it. It may be in that setting, but for your average cannabis consumer, I want to make one drink while I'm watching a movie or while I'm in a social setting. Maybe I'll go back for more, but I really want, I, I need some something potent, right? And it's not saying, again, even I'm a high end consumer, I don't always need 100 milligrams at a time, but I much prefer to have a bottle that's got as much of it in it as I can and I can make it, you know, make my own stuff. And, and with with that note, obviously, you we were talking a little bit about some of these events that you putting out, you know, mocktail and cocktail recipes. What are what are some of the recipes that, that you've been working on uh, leveraging the cannoline? 
Oh man. So here at uh in Nevada, the only cannabis lounge we have open is on the Paiute tribe. Um it's it's the Las Vegas tasting room. And they have about twenty different cocktails that they make with our cannoline. So I mean they make everything from like banana boat type drinks to you know, margaritas to Everything you can think, of, every type of cocktail or mocktail you can think of, they can make it with our beverage because literally it infuses into any beverage. You can take any recipe that you already make a mocktail with and add our ingredients to it and create your own beverage from there. You know, especially just pairing our flavors with specific flavors we have. You know, it's it's uh, we've got a uh, what did we do last time? The, uh, the the Henderson we did was really good. It was a, a ginger beer, lemonade, and then strawberry cannellini, and it uh, it's fucking phenomenal. You know, oh, it's yeah. just, uh, we have bartenders out here who serve up beverages. We have flair bartenders who make them, we're in Vegas, you know, we have the whole presentation with everything to go along with it. So it's, uh, it's fun. Oh yeah. Like my, my, fa my favorite thing is the, uh, the plain Jane and coffee. Like I literally have this on my desk right now, this plain Jane and a cup of coffee. Oh, mm -hmm. that's how I start my days. And no one even knows what's going on. Like I've been in a great mood. Everybody's listening. Why are you in a good mood? Like I have my <laughs> coffee. Candelina coffee. Well, that's, you know, cannabis and coffee, right? Have the a great mix, man. A great the the, the high from that is great amazing. <laughs> it's it's a it's amazing. I'm in a great mood. I'm, a, I'm alert. That's what I like about it. I'm in a great mood. I'm alert. Like I'm like what it. That's fire. So obviously, you know, I I mentioned it too earlier on this. We're we're all going to be a part of this this hush house event coming in Las Vegas here in a couple <laughs> of weeks. Bless you. Uh, uh after you. party of MJ Bizcon on Thursday uh, the seventeenth. Uh, Hush from Chicago is putting that on. You guys are the official drink sponsor. We're we're a media sponsor, so we're all going to be in the building. What what are what are some things that people can look forward to uh, checking out Cannelline there? Oh man, this is going to be it's a phenomenal facility. We're going to have the best beverage you could possibly think of. Uh, I'm excited for it. right now. We're we're working on creating our own uh, a drink cocktail list for it right now. Um, we're, we're gonna come to show out. It's gonna be a great event. Um, I'm 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 just excited for it. Hell yeah! What? Chris, you're so so for the Hush House event, we're gonna have some some fun different cocktails. I mean, we have a whole bunch of um, the area we're throwing. At, I don't give away too many surprises, but it, it's very exclusive and unique. So we have a bunch of different things lined up for every space that you go to. We're gonna have different types of beverages that you can get in each section. It's uh, it, it's gonna be the most one of the most unique things we've done so far yet for an event. So I'm I'm excited for it. Excited too, man. But I got you know I got to pace myself, man. I got to make sure I see you all early in the night and uh, you know, great, you know, stash myself some stuff for later in the night. You know what I mean? I can't I can't be too leaned <laughs> out. Man. Hey, when you see me, just 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 let me just just give us that signal. We'll put something <laughs> to the side for you, bro. Oh man, so so. So uh, I'll tell you a little first little secret. So in the first couple of rooms that you go into in the first areas, all the beverages are infused with like terpenaline, linalool, and then CBD and CBG as well. So they're all going to be more uplifting, more um, social type of beverages, more than something that's going to make you sleepy. So that's if you are going to grab beverages, I'd say grab them in the all first right. couple of rooms. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get one of those gotcha. and then I'll take a heavier dose, you know, in the evening. My, <laughs> my, we used to throw a lot of <laughs> events and I always had the, the rule, man, like, you know, I ramp up my smoking towards the end of it. Right. And, and my rule, I'm not a big dabber. My rule is never dab. I don't do dabs in social settings, man. No, I don't like dabs. Uh, -uh. I don't like dabs. That, that, that takes yeah. me to the moon. 
<laughs> you are you guys are stronger than me. I can't wait to see some dabs and take them right for everybody. Man. I am, yeah, the dab bar. They have a I, dab I bar. am the I am the first one to get to the dab bar and smoke uh, everything. Well you know the dab bar's gonna be at the event too. We gotta highlight that the hush house uh party. You gotta highlight the dab bar. Like it's gonna be a great, great event. The DJs, the 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 toys that they're bringing out is gonna be sick. I'm, I'm excited, excited too. And then Kenny, you reminded me before, so I'll plug it, man. You know, Forty Tons is a sponsor on this. If people out there are looking for, you know, if you want to buy a ticket to the event, you can choose to make a donation beyond that. Hundred percent of the donation beyond that goes to the Forty Tons Foundation. Uh, Forty Tons, super dope group, man, with what they're doing, um, what they're bringing awareness to. You know, they're putting on these career fairs, giving. Uh, black and brown communities and cannabis, uh, former cannabis prisoners, and those have been tried for cannabis crimes, uh, uh, understanding the pathway into the industry and providing, uh, you know, opportunities. And man, they're doing a lot for cannabis prisoners, man. So 40 tons always got to support them. Um, someone's on here talking about where the ship at, man. You know, we can't, you know, we in here talking about the legal cannabis industry. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no shipping, man. <laughs> there's always someone trying to get you caught up, man. There's always that, there's always that one. We got CBD. You go on the website, www.cannabisurf.com uh, backslash uh, shop. We send, we, we send CBD, all 50 states, thanks to you, to the 2018 Farm Bill. You can get apparel as well, too. We got our CBD, CBN syrup, CBD, CBG, CBD with linalool for daytime. And, you know, in any mixture you're thinking of, we got it. And don't forget, we got the Canley swag on the website. It's coming back up this week. I'm we're getting ready for it. Oh, man, that, that was crazy. So we, we just got new. We had just got new apparel and we went out of town and came back and literally it sold out within within four days. It was. It's, it's it, but that's funny. That's how it goes. It comes in waves. You know, I had I had apparel up on the site for two years before nothing sold and I was buying stuff and wasting it. And then we buy some new stuff and then it all sells out. It's just, guys, yeah, it's a new industry. Um, it's a new industry that has ups and downs. You got to learn how to rock with it. Hats, hats. Don't forget, CannelineSyrup.com. Always keep saying the site. At Canaline on IG, at Canaline Syrup on IG, Twitter. You know, my man, one other roster right here. And I'm Kenny Cottrell. You always hit me up. I'm going to tell you. To buy more cannelling. That, that's, that's, that's literally my slogan is buy yes. more cannelling. Nothing more, nothing less. Buy more. And then we, we also had a couple of comments. Someone someone in there asking about some Washington specific. Uh, the youngin man, just hit me up. I drop my IG on there. Hit me up. I'll give you some recommendations for some Washington brands. I don't want this. Is the, we're talking about cannelling today. I'm not going to highlight some other brands and some other markets <laughs> centered around you guys. But yeah, hit me up and I'll, I'll put you on to some recommendations out here in Washington. But, you know, another question, obviously, Ross, you, you rocking the black black owned shirt. Right. Um, and, and that's something. And that's something oh, yeah. right in this space, in the cannabis space, you know, I think it's what, like only 2% of businesses across the entire industry is under that. It's like 1.7, I think is. It's, it's, it's a, um, it's an amount that I would like to change. You know, I'm not going to say it's a, whatever about it. Let's just work on changing it. You know, we're going to focus on teaching people how to, how to get into the industry. You know, it's, that's, it, it's, it sucks that the number's so low. There's only three mm -hmm. in Nevada, which is, is crazy. Um, and from last statistic, I heard there's only like 17 or 19 in the entire country, which I think is, I don't know. Crazy. Uh, it's, it's a crazy number. And I, you know, I, I try to be as professional as I can most times, but also show people who I am. I do all my own pop-ups and show my face and try to, um, just to show people that a real 
it's real people. You know, there's a lot of corporations who run businesses who will never show their face. You'll never see who they are. You're never gonna see the owner. You're a bunch of. You'll never see him. You, I am the 100% owner. You will see my face. I show up to places. I will say hello and shake your hand. If you don't like my, like my product, tell me why. And I might listen to you. Might, probably not. But I mean, I just it, it, it is what it is. But I actually give people the chance to see who I am and see that somebody like me with my skin tone and color can, can run a company and be successful and do this process and, and you know, and, and, and do this. It's it's pretty difficult, but it is possible. It really is. Oh, yeah. We're, we're actually working on, uh, we put the Morehouse Homecoming around school at, uh, last weekend. And we uh, helped out with the their Morehouse has a new cannabis uh, literacy club initiative to get more minorities into cannabis. And we're like the big sponsor. That was the main reason we went. And like I said, we've had such a positive feedback from so many young college kids who want to get into cannabis and just asking us how. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. It felt good because, like, I know yeah. we're we'll going there. We definitely inspire a, a guy. I'm 38, Chris is 30. Uh, guys in their 18, 19 year old who want to get into cannabis, and now they're thinking about, oh, it's now to be a drug dealer. I can go into corporate cannabis, which I think it's gonna, it's gonna be. That's another part of the game changing. Cannabis is gonna be a 20x multiplier. I'm telling you that. Just because the kind of people who are gonna be running cannabis are guys going to your Harvard Business School, Stanford. They're gonna be brilliant. Like, gonna be sick. Hell yeah! And and, and on on that topic too of just like diversity, right? I know that's a big thing that Hush is looking to do with with their audience and their platform. Obviously, they're a minority led group. It's a big part of what 40 tons is, is doing as well. Um, what, what is it that you guys have to say for, you know, for minorities out there that feel left out, right? These statistics are, I mean, at the end of the day that, you know, they're numbers, but it represents something really real that there's a severe gap, right? Like all, all across all racial ethnicities, people use drugs. I don't think they calculate just cannabis, but drugs are like a statistically insignificant rate, right? Everybody uses it at the exact same rate, no matter what your race is. Right. But then when you look at ownership in this industry, it's super small. And so that could obviously be, uh, you know, very intimidating and disheartening for a lot of people. So what's kind of your message out there to people that, that look at those stats and know it's working against them, but but got a little couple, you know, tips or pieces of motivation for them to make a way in this in this space? Man, that was a good one. That was a good one, man. All right. Here we go. I got you, Kenny. Um, don't ever forget that you're American too, you know? A lot of times as a kid, I was kind of this weird feeling like I wasn't American like everybody else. I couldn't do what they were doing or I couldn't start a business or I couldn't, don't ever forget. They may make you feel like you're not American. You're American too. You have the rights to everything they have rights to. You have the rights to everything, everything. You can Google anything you want to. There's a document you don't know. You can Google it and there's sites that can teach you how to learn these documents. You can do anything. I know, I know, I know. They have these feelings that make you feel like you can't, that you're stuck in this little fucking box, that you have to do these specific things, that you have to either entertain somebody or be something fucking, you don't. You can be anything. You are American too. Yeah, well, mine is, is we gotta work together. I tell people African-Americans, minorities, and, and any uh, minorities, you gotta work together. We gotta come together as one. So like you're like I'm working with I met Kay and Vanessa from Hush. We immediately got together. So these young uh, minority women, they have some great ideas. Same thing on I met Chris. So like we just need to work together. I know you're a chemist, I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm gonna do some accounting and some financial, just hire the right lawyers and stuff. I'm pretty good at running that. You do your chemistry thing. Like I we gotta be the best at our subject, but at the same time, we have to work together, make sure like we're not big enough. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I know Kay and Hunt, Kay and uh Vanessa are like 
the preeminent event planners for cannabis events, period. So, like, working with them or working, once again, working with the best. I'm not trying to tell them how to do their job, but we work together, and we work together to teach each other up. Like, I, I expect to work with them for the next 10 years. Like, insane thing going back to Morehouse. I'll be there for the next 10 years, getting more and more people as we grow together. And that's what's important, especially in the minorities in this area. We have to work together. We have to come together. And then the numbers will change because we got we've introduced more people uh, to the product, and especially the business and the scientific side of it. Man, y'all, y'all spitting some great, great game, great insight. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate you guys coming on the platform. I'm super stoked to 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 meet y'all in person. I know me me and Kenny been cutting up on some group calls over the last couple of weeks. Ross, a nice meeting you. Uh, I think for the first time, man. And so excited to see y'all in a couple weeks, man, here yeah. at Hush in Las Vegas. Is there anything else you want to plug? I know cannolinesyrup.com is the website. Kenny, if you want to say it again, I'll give you the platform for that. Oh, uh, we got cannolinesyrup.com. That's the website. You can go buy some material, cannoline.syrup backslash shop. We got CBD, we got merch, we got uh, even a recipe book for you. Uh, you can find us on IG at, at cannolinesyrup. Chris is one of the roster. I am Kenny Cottrell. Uh, also, Brandon from Vegas, that's our other third-party CMO of the company. He's probably the most popular guy in Vegas. So don't look up Brandon from Vegas on Twitch, Discord. He's Brandon from Vegas, enough said. So <laughs> at the end of the day, we, we, we're, we're here to have a good time. That's what we're all about. And like I said, buy more cannoline. Yeah. Thanks, man. Awesome, yeah, man. well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys both greatly for hopping on here. This is a North American weed tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis. Like I said a couple times on this, we'll be hanging out with these gentlemen in Las Vegas live here November 17th. Uh, we'll be doing a special live podcast from there. So, you know, you might catch your boy a little bit leaned off the cannoline and these guys might hop on and say some stuff when we're, when we're live at the event, man. So appreciate you guys greatly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Appreciate you, brother. This is the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're done for this week. We'll be back on Monday, Tuesday with some more episodes. And then we're in Chicago next week at the KVL Flower Ball. So follow the journey. Respectmoreregion.com. We out.